You're listening to episode 223 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today we're going to talk a little bit about sort of the overall circumstances that we are in collectively right now, (laughs) where there is a global pandemic happening. Uh, All plans for 2020 have gone completely out the window. There has been swerving and everything else. Actually, I had a client the other day refer to it as uh, swerving. (laughs) She's like, I don't know if I've had to pivot so much as swerve. (laughs) I'm like, you know, I feel you on that. And I'm going to use that and and give you credit. I did not come up with that. One of my, one of my amazing clients came up with that. (laughs) And we're all, we're all feeling it a little bit. And I have a lot of thoughts that I'm going to be coming out with more and uh, bringing on some, some experts as well to talk a little bit more about the mental health effects that this year has already had and is going to continue to have as well as some of the long-term effects, because there's a lot to this. There's a lot involved with this. Um, You know, women are being by far disproportionately impacted by this crisis, both financially and uh, from a mental health standpoint. Um, People of color and women of color are specifically are being impacted more significantly, again, in a variety of ways, including being hit by the virus itself disproportionately. Um, and I have even had a lot of conversations with people about things like lack of physical touch, uh, you know, not being able to hug people the way we normally would. I am a hugger guys. I am hurting. I have been hurting since March. (laughs) It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. And then when we think about the kids, you know, children that don't understand any of, of what is going on, you know, now kids are having to wear masks as well. And um, the, the whole school situation, they aren't able to see their friends and have the social time that they normally would. They aren't able to, you know, hug other people like they usually would, maybe not access to grandparents. Like there, it just goes on and on and on. And this is, they're going to do studies about what has gone on this year for years. Um, because there are going to be a lot of long-term effects that we don't even, know about yet. And this is going to be something that we have to collectively continue to unpack. But what I wanted to focus on today specifically, because there are so many different directions that we can take this and we are going to be talking about this more. Um, I feel like I mentioned this on a previous episode, but I feel like I, I haven't been addressing the mental health aspect of, of everything quite as much, um, for, for specific episodes as I usually do just in the last uh, month or two, there's been a lot going on with, with the business. And I'm so excited and fired up about a lot of the business stuff and podcasting things and all of that. And I always weave taking care of one's mental health into everything that I do. 
Um, again, my clients will be the first ones to tell you, and I have an upcoming episode sort of about this, about the questions that I ask them and that when I strategize with them, what we talk about is a lot in regards to what do you want your life to look like as much as you want your business to look like. And we're going to be getting into that more as well. Uh, but today specifically, what I, what I think I want to focus on is really living into, in, in the present moment because that's been harder than usual this year in a lot of ways, because I, I don't know about you, but in a lot of ways, I have had really dark moments where I have felt as though my life is on hold. And even though I, I, I always know in the moments when that comes up for me that that isn't actually accurate, it can really feel that way because there are so many plans this year that just came to a grinding halt in a wide variety of ways. And again, I'm not special by any means. In fact, I'm incredibly privileged that, you know, this year has sort of like come together the way that it did for me and has allowed me the time and space to do things like working on my business and all of that. I am coming from an absolute place of privilege here. Um, and I, I, I need to acknowledge that first and foremost, but everyone has their own personal grief as well. Everyone is dealing with very personal grief in all of this. And Brene Brown talks a lot about comparative suffering. Um, I've mentioned that before and, and I almost don't even want to do a podcast episode on comparative suffering because she, I keep referring people to a specific podcast episode that she did on her podcast, Unlocking Us, about comparative suffering because I simply can't do it justice the way she explained it and described it. So I really, really recommend going to check out that particular episode. I will reference it in the show notes as well. Um, go check it out. I've referred multiple people to it and it's just a really, really beautiful explanation about comparative suffering and how comparative suffering doesn't serve anyone. It doesn't serve us. When, when we have those moments where we're having a tough time, we are suffering in some way, but then we immediately think, okay, but so-and-so has it worse and so many people have it worse than me. And why would I then even talk about this issue with somebody? Why would I bring it up? Why would I, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm so lucky. I have nothing to complain about. I think it's safe to say that all of us have felt that way at, at one point or another. I, I certainly, certainly have, and I'm sure that I will continue to at times in the future as well. But the problem with comparative suffering is that it doesn't serve any of us. It doesn't serve anyone. And the more we stuff down those negative emotions, they're going to come back 10 times harder and bite us in the ass later. So we have to actually acknowledge those, those emotions as they come up and deal with them because you, you know, you are entitled to be sad sometimes, to be upset, to be grieving something. Everyone suffers. Everyone suffers. And you know, somebody else's suffering doesn't make yours less or more. So suffering is just suffering. And I, I, anyway, I don't want to go too far down that road because it, again, Brene Brown does a far superior job <laughs> to describing all of that, but I really recommend going to check that out. But it is relevant here because when we're thinking about our lives being on hold, and when I've had that thought multiple times this year, because all of these plans stopped and events got canceled and trips got canceled and 
uh, all these, all of these different things. There are people that I want to be seeing that I, I can't see and, and so many different things. I've, I've gone through so many phases in the last few months of, of struggling mentally with, with that idea of life being on hold. And if I'm being really brutally honest here on, on just a, a very small handful, i overall, I, I am relatively positive. What you hear on this podcast of me being, you know, pretty upbeat and bubbly and stuff. That's very true to life. Anyone who follows me on Instagram or you see my Instagram stories and stuff, that is very me. Tell, people tell me, strangers tell me that, that when they meet me in real life, they're like, wow, you are exactly how you show up online. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. That's a huge compliment because I always want to show up as the truest version of myself. That doesn't mean that I don't have bad days. Okay. So that first and foremost, and on some, some specific, really, really particularly bad days, I have felt just incredible, um, overwhelming grief and even just a very slight tinge of bitterness. Again, if I'm being really brutally honest here and and 100% transparent that I'm not living where I want to live, that I'm not able to be with the people I want to be with, that I'm not able to put my life on the track that I had mapped out and planned in my head of which this particular year was going to play a really big role in moving me towards where I want to go. And what I also fully acknowledge is that this year is actually moving me towards where I want to go in a a million different ways. They're just unexpected and not necessarily what I had wanted. But that doesn't mean that the outcome isn't still going to be really beautiful. It's just that because it's not going, because the journey isn't happening the way I want it to, (laughs) that there have been moments where I've been pissed off about that. (laughs) And I think that we can all admit to having those moments in life, pandemic or no pandemic. But the other thing is that if life has taught me anything, it's to always expect the unexpected and to not get too attached to the plan, so-called, because that isn't life. Life simply doesn't go just according to plan. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can often end up being a really beautiful thing. And sometimes, you know, we may have a really painful road to get to where we're going, but it also makes us appreciate the beauty of life that much more. And yeah, that might sound a little bit cliche, but it's, it's kind of true. It's like how we wouldn't recognize joy if we didn't ever experience sadness or, or grief. We wouldn't even know joy when it hit us in the face. We have to have both. There, there has to be the dark and the light. That, that's, that's the balance that we create. And that's part of being human. That's part of the human experience. And I've told a couple of people this. I, I don't think I've really mentioned this publicly before, but I, if for anyone who, who doesn't know, if you're new to the podcast or anything like that, um, when I, when I ended my nine year relationship after finding out about very long-term infidelity, infidelity happening that had been going on since day one of our relationship, um, that's back in episode 117. Um, the, you know, the, the, the year that followed, particularly the, the six months that followed were hell. Like it, it was, it was hell for those six months and, and trying to navigate that and come out of it and, and healing from that kind of hurt was more than I ever could have imagined. And, and it wasn't what I had planned <laughs> if to put it mildly, <laughs> that was not what I had planned. And, and last year, all of last year did not end up looking 
anything like what I had planned, but it ended up being incredibly beautiful. And I've never been so grateful for not only ending that relationship, but everything that came and and bloomed as a result of that. And what is really interesting to me is that I've thought to myself more than once, if I hadn't gone through that last year and navigated that and and found my way through that and, and worked through my own healing on that, I don't think that I would be in a very... I I think I would be having a much harder time mentally this year than I otherwise would have been. And don't get me wrong. Everyone's mental health is suffering right now. Everyone is having a tough time with this. Um, But I just feel even on my really dark days, I kind of acknowledge to myself how much better equipped I feel to deal with everything that's going on this year mentally than I would have been if I hadn't had that experience. There was a point in time um, last year where I joked to a a girlfriend of mine that I felt emotionally bulletproof. (laughs) And (laughs) obviously that isn't actually true at all. And and I I was sort of saying it half jokingly at the time, but I do feel as though the events that I went through in the last, you know, year or two have prepared me for, for this year to some degree and, and that I would have been far less equipped to manage it if it wasn't for that. And that's just one more example of the fact that we have to, when, when we accept the circumstances as they come, they allow us to move through and navigate what is ahead of us that we can't see yet. It's still coming. But this is your real life. And that feeling that life is on hold, it's not serving, it's not serving us. Because this is the only life that we get. And regardless of, you know, whether any of us are particularly thrilled with the current circumstances and factors that are outside of of our control, we have to live life in the best way that we know how right now. Because there is no practice run to life. There's all those memes floating around, you know, about uh, getting a a do-over for 2020 or just, you know, somebody wake me up when it's 2021 and all of those things. And I fully understand the sentiment. (laughs) I completely, completely understand that sentiment. But ultimately, that doesn't actually serve us in any way because it's not only are we undergoing, um, you know, a global awakening in a lot of ways, many different ways. Um, talking about uh, racially, um, from a health standpoint, climate standpoint, there's so many different things that are happening right now that, yeah, we, we are undergoing an awakening right now and we can't look away. We, we need to be very aware as to what is happening right now while also still taking care of our own mental health in the best way that we can. But we only get one shot at life. So how can we make the best of those moments, of, of these moments right now that are happening, whether we want them to or not, it, wh- wh- whether, whether they're going exactly the way we want them to or not is, is what I mean. Whether <laughs> We have to figure out what we can be most grateful for in those moments because there is still always something to be grateful for. And that doesn't mean that you can't also alongside that gratitude, still be grieving the things that you're grieving. You're allowed to have both 
at the same time. But who do you want to be on the other side of this? Because life isn't what happens when things go back to normal, so-called. Because quite frankly, whatever normal is going to be on the other side of this is going to look very different than what normal looked like before this. But this is your life right, right in this moment. This is all we have is the present moment and we have to live it. There's a quote from Ralph Waldo, Ralph Waldo Emerson where he says, quote, how much of human life is lost in waiting, end quote. And that one really hit me in the feels because when we think about that, there are so many moments in life, I mean, prior to 2020, even, where we're waiting for the next thing to happen. And we're looking ahead into the future and we're like, okay, well, I'll be happy when this happens or I'll slow down a little bit when, uh, when I get this promotion or when I get to this level of my business. Um, I'll be happy when I lose weight. I'll be happy when I have a partner. I'll be happy when I have a baby. Whatever that, whatever that looks like, whatever your definition of that looks like, all of us do this is we're kind of like waiting for the next thing. And yes, there are aspects of life that of course require patience, even something like building a business. I was just having this conversation with a friend right before I, I jumped on here that the, <laughs> I feel like one of the most difficult parts of entrepreneurship is patience, like doing the work and not seeing necessarily the immediate payoff, but knowing that there's going to be delayed gratification and doing the work from that standpoint instead so that you then can create the patience to get there. But if you feel like you're just living your life waiting for something to happen, you're not really living. And we have to find ways to appreciate these moments that we are in, in the present. And again, I'm the first person to admit that I have, I have had days where I have been really struggling with that. I've actually had multiple people who've mentioned to me <laughs> two things. One, that I must, that I must feel like my life is on pause again, just because of my, my lifestyle and stuff as well. Like having the immense privilege of, of traveling and stuff. And I was living on the other side of the world and all of these different things that, that I, 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 it's not reasonable for me to be doing that right now. And the other thing that multiple people have said to me <laughs> is that I'm like a wild horse waiting to break free. <laughs> and I'm not going to argue with that. That's pretty accurate in a lot of ways. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I can't still appreciate what is happening in my everyday life right now and to appreciate the people that are in my everyday life right now and what I can uh, do and, and work on and rest as well. This isn't just about go, 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 go. Like you need to be finding the time and space to actually rest and enjoy this time, not simply seeing this time as so-called productive, especially if you're a parent. I know so many parents who are having, I, I can't imagine being a parent in 2020. I truly, I can't, I give every credit in the world to any parent out there because I don't know how you guys are doing this. <laughs> I don't know how you are homeschooling and like trying to work a job and uh, supporting your families and it, building a business. Like, I don't know how anyone is doing that uh, all at the same time. And I, I give you so much credit because I can't imagine having to deal with all of that. But we still have to live in the present moment and accept that this is the reality that we are currently in. So how can we find ways to appreciate these moments? 
are certain plans on hold? Absolutely. For all of us, all of us have things that there are people that have had to uh, delay weddings and vacations. And th there's so many different things I could go on all day where the uh, events that were supposed to happen is so many things are, are certain plans on hold. Absolutely. But what can we focus on to make the most of right now? And finding that gratitude for parts of your life that you can hang on to right now. As opposed to thinking, I'll be grateful when X happens. All we have is the current moment. So this was a reminder as much to me as it is for anyone listening. Um, that you know our, our lives are not on hold. Life is still continuing to move on with or without us. It's more a matter of, are we going to keep up? Are we going to appreciate it while it's actually happening? As opposed to thinking that we're somehow going to wake up in the middle of 2021 and everything will be fine. <laughs> That's not how this works. <laughs> and I think that we will be able to, to all look back on this situation with hopefully some some lessons that we, that we maybe wouldn't have learned if it wasn't for these particular set of circumstances and that those lessons will hopefully serve us later on too. So this is just a, a really an encouragement to focus on the present moment as much as possible because your life is not on hold. Your life is going to keep going and it's going to pass you by if you don't focus on the present moment. And again, this is I am the first one to admit this is why I did this episode was because I have been really struggling with this. So I, I wanted to put it out there because I thought, you know, maybe somebody else is dealing with this as well and, and kind of struggling with these feelings of sensing as though your life is on hold, but life isn't on hold. Life is just not looking exactly the way you potentially wanted it to look right now. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. It doesn't mean it's necessarily ideal. But it can also mean that there's all kinds of really great things that could be happening right now around you or could come from this time that you can look back on and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't miss that. Okay, so let me know what you think. Send this to somebody who might need to hear it. Um, I always, it means the absolute world to me when you guys share on social media. If you're listening and you would be able to share, take a screenshot, share it and tag me over at Emily Goff Coach on Instagram, I would be so, so grateful. And I always just love connecting with anybody in the DMs as well um, to thank you for listening because it just means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much. And we'll be back on Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I'm so grateful you took the time and it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me on Instagram over at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with brand new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.